0: Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf in this month's edition about the four books that I read in March 2023. Keep listening to find out why I gave two of them five whole stars. Welcome back, I'm your host Steph Clark and each month I tell you about the books that I've been reading and I continue to do the reading so you don't have to. The first four years of this podcast, as you may have picked up by now, I was telling you about books and summarising the three big ideas. This year I'm taking a little bit of a break from that and instead each month I'm bringing you more of a review style podcast episodes or podcast episodes about what I read and what I liked what I didn't like and hopefully giving you some new recommendations and all of that is really to try and read some different books myself because I found after four years of doing this podcast I was kind of quite narrow in some of the books I was reading and I wanted to go a little bit broader this year read some bigger books some longer books and some more some different books that maybe just didn't fit into the normal podcast I suppose format or style or type of book so here we are. This is the third of those newer types of episodes for 2023. i tell you about the books I've been reading in March. I read four books. One of them is a kind of a secret book because it's not actually out yet. It was an advanced copy of a book. So I will be telling you about that one and then three other books as well. Two, three of them were book books and one of them was an audiobook. All right, so where am I yet? So where am I now? It's the what day is it today? The third of April. I've read twelve books this year. My goal for twenty, actually no, that's a lie. Thirteen books because one of them, actually, one of the ones I read this month or last month now in March, isn't in StoryGraph because it's not out yet, so I couldn't add that to there. So thirteen books is how many I've read this year. I have a goal of thirty-five books this year. Mostly that's because I want to read some longer books, so I dropped my book goal total for the year because I know because I'm that sort of person that if I set myself a big high goal I will try and game the system and read lots of little short books I can smash through really quickly to get to that goal. Anyway which you know that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing but that's that's the reason I'm doing things differently this year. All right let's talk about the four books that I did read this month and if you've read something good please let me know you can find me on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf or on LinkedIn and most active on LinkedIn you find me Steph Clark Clark with an e on the end there's links to both of those in the show notes so drop me a note say hi let me know what you've been reading and if you've read any of the other books that I've been recommending or if you have read something that you think I should read please let me know always up for chatting books and book recommendations. All right so four books I read this month were Write Useful Books by Rob Fitzpatrick, The Two Hour Workshop Blueprint by Leanne Hughes, that was the advanced one that I read, Invisible Child by Andrea Elliott and the audiobook I listened to was I Want to Be Yours by John Cooper Clark. So we'll take them in that order shall we? So the first book I read which I read in two days so I actually when I was preparing for this episode I forgot that I even read this one this month because I read it on the first and second of March so it was it was done pretty quickly it's only about 124 pages I think which is one of the good things about it so it's called Write Useful Books by Rob Fitzpatrick and I gave this one five stars mostly because it is a rare example of doing one thing seriously well in a book and if you've listened to this podcast for any period of time you'll know that one of the complaints I often make about books is that they try and do too much obviously because some publisher has given it a a publishing or a a word goal or a word count that it needs to reach or a page count and therefore authors sometimes think have to stick more in than they maybe should or would like to because they are told they have to for the book in order for the book to be the thick spine (laughs) the thick enough spine to go on a bookshelf and stand out so anyway this book is a rare example of of someone doing that really well and and role modeling it as well because the whole premise of the book is about how to write useful books and Rob absolutely nails it and then role models this as well it's hugely practical it's well written it's it feels really honest as well and one of the things I liked about it is that it goes through really the step by step of writing and structuring a book, publishing it, finding your audience, and and it really importantly involving your audience and setting yourself up for long term recommendability. Which I'm not sure if that's a word, but um, for so that your book can be recommended for a long time. And Rob shares a lot of his own stats and you know the finances, but also the the sales numbers of how he how he has structured this or taken this in different books that he has has written and published some that he has self-published some that he's done uh, in other ways and again gives the pros and cons of both of those and there were some really eye-opening stats or numbers in there that I didn't know about the difference between self-publishing and then getting a publishing deal uh, and some of the 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 costs and benefits of, of both of those options and again some of those I was aware of but there was a lot of actually when you see the numbers you actually see oh okay that's why that option is much more appealing for these types of people or those types of books versus this option. So if you have any interest in writing a book if it is in your in your tea leaves for the future then I would absolutely recommend getting your hand on that and like I said you can probably smash through that book in in probably 4 or 5 hours if not if not less uh, and you it will be one that you will be turning pages over or highlighting and bookmarking things in order to go back to. And even having read it I just thought oh maybe maybe I could write a book one day. One day I think being the operative there. So that was called Write Useful Books by Rob Fitzpatrick. And I gave that five stars, which takes me very nicely to the two hour workshop blueprint by my friend Leanne Hughes. No rating for this one because this was a a very early draft copy. And Leanne has been using some of the ideas from the book I just mentioned, Write Useful Books by Rob Fitzpatrick, in order to get people involved really early. And it was so good and so refreshing to have an author who was willing to put their shitty first drafts out for feedback. That's Leanne's language as well. I'm not just being really rude there. But those out for feedback and find out what's sticking and what's not to an audience. She actually used the tool that Rob has co-created in order for authors to get better feedback earlier from their potential audience, from advanced readers, which again was a really useful way of kind of providing feedback and marking things up and adding notes. So the the book itself is going to, when it is released and when it is finished, is going to take you from zero to hero on how to design and run short workshops, particularly if you're not necessarily a facilitator or a learning person, but you have to run some kind of workshop and particularly if you've not really done that before or aren't super practiced or you've done it before and it didn't go so well. There's lots of examples in there of questions to ask and answer, the prep you can do, activities of different types of activities you can include, and different approaches to workshops that's not just, here are some slides and I'm going to talk to you for a couple of hours. And things that you can think about in terms of making your workshop, the session you're running, really pop and be really memorable. There's some really practical things in there that I wish I had known before I was a learning person or when I was early on in my workshop running days. So loads of really good stuff in there and loads of things. I was like, oh yeah, I hadn't heard that piece of advice for ages. Something I need to maybe bring back into my own things as well, even as someone who's fairly experienced in workshop running super practical, pretty fun and it's got Leanne's style and humour and lightness and all the rest baked into it too which obviously I enjoyed because I really like Leanne so there's, there's a plus there too. So like I said no rating yet because it's definitely not in its finished form but it's a book I read this month and enjoyed and enjoyed being part of the process and I think there's something quite special about involving your audience or the people who may be reading your book in your writing process in order to get really good feedback but also to just sort of put yourself out there and find out what's working and things too so more of that please so that was the two-hour workshop blueprint by leanne Hughes. book number three was the big book that i got through this month and not just got through but absolutely loved it was incredible it's called Invisible Child by Andrea Elliot and you can see why it won a Pulitzer Prize I gave it five stars I'm sure that's equally as as important to, to Andrea as her Pulitzer Prize <laughs> this one is just over 600 pages about 620 pages it's a big book it is sensitive thoughtful respectful heartbreaking infuriating informative emotional hopeful it's it's it really is a roller coaster and andrea fully immerses herself in the family of a young girl called dasani and dasani lives in well in various parts of new york she moves around quite a lot uh, throughout the book but starts off around brooklyn and uh, Andrea was immersed into Sunny's family and life for around eight years, so she really saw the impacts of the just the the complexity and the complicated systemic failures that are happening. In in I mean, this is a U.S. book; it's a U.S. focus book, but this it is happening in any number of countries. So yes, some of the some elements of the context will be different, but it's it's really around. Poverty and race and intergenerational trauma and all of these things. So if it's something that you want to better understand, if you need to better understand the lack of choice that poverty gives you, the dehumanizing experience of going through certain welfare systems, the reality of systemic racism, this book is just an essential read. But also an incredibly human read. It's not written from the perspective of a policymaker or a lawmaker or someone like that. It is written from the human perspective of the children going through this and Dasani is one of eight children and so it talks about the the experience that Dasani has but also her her siblings have and her step-siblings too and also her parents so that was really the idea that Andrea wanted to write this from the perspective of the children because in a lot of media now particularly how divided things are and you know in, in many countries but in particular in the U.S., as soon as you focus it on the adults she found and this was one of the big decisions her and her editor made at the New York Times and Andrea is a New York Times journalist one of the decisions they made was to focus it on the the children because as soon as you focus it on the adults the parents it's very easy for certain groups to be like oh well, that's their fault they've got themselves into that situation they didn't help themselves so all of these types of things whereas when you focus it on the children no one can say that it is their fault but you can see by focusing on the children the way these things can spiral and then the impacts that that has on their future and then them as adults as well which the the book certainly goes into too so just an incredible book and and a fantastic read and very well written as as you can imagine it won a Pulitzer Prize you'd hope it was well written Uh, and very eye-opening and sobering and all of the emotions so you will have all of those if as you read this it's well well worth a read and that's called Invisible Child it's by Andrea Elliott. The audiobook that I listened to this month and this one I mostly listened to as I was going to bed is called I Want to Be Yours by John Cooper Clark. John Cooper Clark is a poet and a punk from the UK and it's the tour of John's life really and mostly his addiction and particularly to heroin uh, and his related scrapes that he got into. It's thoroughly amazing when you read the book that he's alive to tell the tales that he has told in this book but it's also about him trying to make it as a poet in the sort of 70s, 80s, 90s and, and still to today he's still working and, and performing today. It was alright. It was fifteen, just over fifteen hours, so it's a lot. And I felt like the stories were all fairly similar. There was a lot of similarity in the stories. So, it was actually quite a good one to listen to. I was, I was falling asleep because if I inevitably would miss maybe the last few minutes of the sleep timer I had on because I had fallen asleep. The next day, when I put it back on again, I didn't feel like I had to go back at all really and there's one point where I was like hang on how did they get from where they were living before to where they are living tonight when I have turned it back on but really through you, through all of it I was like oh I don't feel like I probably missed that much it was probably another, another drug story or another story of another gig that turned out to be not as good as they were hoping it to be there was some good stories in there, there was bits, you know, some funny things as well that happened. So it was fine. I gave it three and a half stars. Because it's not one I would necessarily recommend if you're a huge fan of John Cooper Clark or the the arts and punk and music scene in that kind of 70s, eighties, nineties in the UK. Then it definitely gives another perspective and some different stories around that, particularly as someone who was more on the fringes. He wasn't a punk in a punk band. He was a punk poet, I suppose, more than anything, but got kind of lumped into some of those different subcultures. So kind of interesting from that perspective and that sort of stuff I, I do find quite interesting, but not one compared to maybe some other artists or musicians and other people like that that I've listened to their audiobooks or read their memoirs didn't probably enjoy it quite as much and like I said pretty long as well but a good one for bedtime so yeah I'll give it that I don't know if that's a compliment or not but you know it's not not a compliment so that was I want to be yours by John Cooper Clarke. So we go, four books that I read this month. Write Useful Books by Rob Fitzpatrick, which got five stars. The Two Hour Workshop Blueprint by Leanne Hughes, no stars yet, wait for the final book. Invisible Child by Andrea Elliott, another five stars. And the audiobook I Want to Be Yours by John Cooper Clark. This month, just a little bit of a teaser. I've started reading, so for April, I've started reading Michael Bungay-Stania's latest book, which I've got an advanced copy of that, which is out in June. It's called How to Work with Almost Anyone, which is about building the best possible relationships you can, particularly in a work context, but the, the only a few percentage of the way in, but there are questions and perspectives in there that are useful for all types of relationships. So I'm reading that. And I'm also reading The Persuaders, which is by Anangera Haradas, which is a book I recommend to a few people actually at the end of last year when it came out kind of late last year Uh, and I included that in some of the Steph's Business Bookshelf summer book club book boxes that went out so that went out to a few people so I'm finally getting around to reading that myself as well that's also a slightly bigger chunkier book so that will be my April big read which I'm looking forward to telling you about in about a month's time. All right, as I said, if you've got book recommendations or anything you want to tell me about, please do contact details as usual at the bottom of the show notes. And otherwise, until next time, happy reading.